Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 48 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about sports. What role do sports play in society, and how have they evolved over time? Are you familiar with the term bread and circuses? No. It was a term used in Rome to talk about the gladiatorial games. Okay. Uh, Bread and circuses meant distracting the population by giving them something they enjoy. Some sort of entertainment? Uh, sort of di- to distract them from politics. Okay. And the gladiatorial games was what they used. Okay. So I believe people have liked competition from the beginning. Do you, do you think that's what the manager of objective of of them is right now to distract people from major bigger issues i'm not too sure about that yeah i I don't think it is i think people are well aware especially with the way the internet is and all that but i i I could see i could see people get away i know that i escape when i watch sports you know what i'm saying when i say that kind of like when i watch star trek yeah it's just to me, it's it's brainless fodder. I don't have to worry about it. It's not something that you're going to know what's going to happen. It surprises you. And, and especially, I mean, even like TV shows, you got to pay some close attention to it. Like sports, you can get up and walk away and come back and still get the idea of what's going on from it. You don't have to give it your undivided attention, even though most people do do that. How have you seen sports evolve or change over the years? Oh, uh, they think they change all the time. Uh, almost every year, some small, some big. What do you mean? Well, you mean the rules? The rules, um, the way the game's played. Like right now, everything that's coming to mind for me right now is football because we're right. It's right during the playoff weekend for football. But just the way the game's played uh, changes all the time. And then you know, rule changes. They'll try to speed up the game or the balance of the game. So it just, it changes all the time. Anywhere from instant replay to different penalties being called. Yeah, it changes quite a bit over time. So, I mean, football is a completely different game. Well, the gist of it's the same, but when I was a kid, it was much more violent uh, than it is now. The game's faster now. It's just the athletes get bigger, stronger, and faster. I think the the biggest changes in sports have been in technology. Yeah, I would agree with that too. There's always um, better shoes, better helmets. Everybody's always trying to get that t- that tiny little bit of edge over the competition. Oh yeah, and, and then I mean, even even the way that it's filmed now. I mean, now they have drones on the field following plays. Now, I mean, I was watching uh, golf last week, and they actually uh, were teeing up in uh, Hawaii, and they actually had a drone follow the ball after the guy hit it. 
to the air so you get a better view or angle of it with, you know, I'm saying that with quotation marks, air quotation marks in the air, so. Well, I would think golfers would be opposed to drones because they're noisy. Well, they, they don't launch them until they actually hit the hmm. hit the ball, so. I think probably the best technology, at least in football, is something that was invented called the sky cam, although I believe people now call it the spider cam because it looks a bit like a spider mm -hmm. hanging from a web. But it's two cables that go across, and they can follow the players, and it's sort of like having a, I don't know, I would say sort of like a virtual camera, but it's not virtual, it's real. Mm -hmm. And so it's an aerial view, isn't it? Yeah, let lets you see. I believe most of what you see on football now is probably done that way. Probably. I know what you're talking about, yeah. But, I mean, now it's to the point where it's like me and you've talked about it. You see these people paying hundreds and thousands of dollars to go watch a football game in a stadium when you can sit in the comfort of your own home, get a better view, you don't have to pay anything for it, and you're in a warm environment. You're not paying $15 for a beer, and you don't have to be hassled by people. And I know there's people who enjoy going to the games, and, and, and in the past I did too, but you can't really beat watching the game on TV anymore. You know, you just use your own bathroom and stuff like that, and or you just go to a bar and watch it with friends there at the bar. So Because it's too expensive? It's just it's 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 outrageous, and then just the view—you don't get that good of a view at the game than you do on TV. Hmm. I mean, in TV, you're pretty much almost in the huddle with them. I mean, if you know, they they buff out a lot of the things so you don't hear them cussing and all that, but uh, you know, you're you're so close up to the game with every you know all the different camera angles and everything like that that it's you're you're virtually there almost. But some people love going to the games, and I'm just, I guess I'm again being that old, cranky old man now. I much prefer sitting on my couch and watching it here in the comfort of my own home than actually going to the game and freezing my balls off. How do sports bring people together and promote diversity and inclusivity? If, if anything in society can promote diversity, it, it would have to be sports. Because pretty uh, unless you're talking about a sport like horse racing or mm, yacht racing, things like that, m most sports are accessible by anyone, mm -hmm. and anyone can excel in it. Yeah. Uh, probably the, the place where they need to work a little more is the fan base is, is making it affordable and acceptable to fans of all kinds yeah i would agree with that yeah it's i mean they've gotten better uh, back to football i mean more women watch the game like the nfl right now rules reign supreme pretty much over every other sport they when generally people refer to sports they're talking about the big three which is football baseball and basketball and then you have everything else, pretty much. I think baseball isn't really seen as being inclusive, but it probably is now more than ever, ever before. How it used how, to be a white man's sport. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now it's now I think uh, whites are pretty much they're not a minority, but I think like in the NFL, I think sixty percent of the players on the field are black. But yeah, baseball a lot of Hispanic culture in baseball now. Baseball is huge in Japan. In Japan, yeah. And I think a lot of those players come here mm -hmm. to the United States. And then there's a lot of white Americans that play in Japan now, too. Well, aren't they kind of like the the D-list players? Yeah, yeah. The, the only people that come over from, like, Japan are, like, the, the big, 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 big superstars. They'll sign major league contracts. But there's players that really don't make the cut here, and they'll go over and play in Japan, and they play for pretty good money. And the same thing uh, with uh, basketball in China. There's a lot of players that don't make it in the NBA here, and there's a lot of overseas leagues. Like in Russia, in the Middle East, Italy has a league. There's a bunch of leagues in Europe. And a lot of players that can't make it here will go overseas, and they, and they make lucrative money. Um, uh, for instance, um, the whole Brittany Griner thing, she was playing in Russia because she made more money playing in a Russian league than she did for the WNBA here in the United States. Didn't Tom Selleck do a movie about that? I'm not he, sure. He, was, he played a baseball player who went to Japan and had kind of a culture shock. I think so, like back in the 80s maybe? The only reason I know about it is because Tom Selleck was in it. Yeah, well, I knew the I knew the reason why you knew that. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, you see a lot of a lot of that happening now. Uh, players traveling overseas and you know making pretty good lifestyle for themselves. Uh, you know, sports have impacted the whole world. It's not just an American thing. Yeah, uh, soccer was real popular here recently, and they had some kind of a. It was the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they the uh, I think uh, like the Super Bowl gets like 120 million viewers during the Super Bowl and the World Cup final. They were saying there was over two billion viewers because it's a worldwide thing. Um, but here in the United States, we think everything that we watch rules supreme. But the Super Bowl doesn't hold a grain of salt compared to what how many viewers the World Cup gets and you know that's only played every four years but it is an international competition that's very interesting yeah what impact has the COVID-19 pandemic had on the world of sports oh a few years ago it pretty much shut everything down uh now it, it doesn't really affect it. it I guess it does everybody every player has to be vaccinated uh if not they have to follow different rules but I think it's like 99% of the players are vaccinated. And then the ones kind of, I hate saying it, kind of got blackballed from sports or from the different leagues if they didn't get vaccinated. So, but you always have a few outliers that, you know, you know, it's not good for my body and yada, yada, yada. I would think it would have a bigger impact on the fans. Well, it, it did. I mean... When COVID hit, the NFL started in the fall, and they they changed everything. I mean, the the, the stadiums were empty; no one could go watch the games. Yeah, and then uh, you you just saw it spread throughout the league, and there was there was games canceled or postponed. Yeah, I, was, I'm sure that had a, an effect on their cash flow, but 
don't most of their money come from television? A lot of it comes from ticket, from television and ticket sales. I mean, they said that the NFL was, a, all of them really took a loss that year, but it just kind of shows how lucrative the business is in the first place, that they can pretty much shut down their stadiums where you have some stadiums hold 80,000 people and they can still survive off of all the other endorsements and, you know, television deals to actually still play the sport and televise it. Yeah, that says a lot about sports. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous for how much money they make, but people pay the money to go. I mean, it's all cyclical. You know, people complain about the money that the players make, but yet people are willing to pay thousands of dollars to go watch them play or spend $150 on a jersey. So it's, you know, if you're willing to pay the money, then the money has to go somewhere. So everyone thinks the players make too much money. Think about the owners. The owners are the billionaires. They're the ones who make all the money. Hmm. What are the biggest challenges facing gay athletes today? Well, I'm not an authority on this. I'm not a gay athlete (laughs) at all. (laughs) But I, I read about it, and I think most gay athletes feel like they're outside looking in. That they can't be their authentic selves for whatever reasons, and I, it, it really shouldn't be that way. Yeah, sports of all things should be based on your ability mm-hmm. and nothing else. Yeah, there's there's still it's there's still so many people closeted in in professional sports. I mean, it's gotten better, but it's it, it's still the the. The deepest closet, as some people refer to it as, they're they're afraid still to come out just because it's such a machismo attitude in the locker room that um, players are afraid to come out, and um, it's it's too bad. And then when they do come out, I'm happy for them because they're living their authentic selves. But then, uh, you know, there's there's still some sort of uh, discrimination going on. I don't care what anyone says when uh, you get into a locker room in some of the sports, especially sport like football. I don't agree with it at all, but it's still there. And I think I still think uh, professional sports needs to come a long way still in that in that aspect. How has the use of performance enhancing drugs affected the integrity of professional sports? Oh, uh, it's it's changed a lot you have players that that got caught that put up uh, great numbers that are never going to make the hall of fame because um they never they, they may not have gotten caught but they were suspected of using and they're never going to see the hall of fame and in my opinion they shouldn't because they were cheating you do, know, do you think they feel pressured to stay on top of their sport mm-hmm. and, and yeah better the better you perform the more money you make so you start getting old, and and you you, you need a, a a bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. Like baseball is like one of the biggest ones. I mean, you have 162 games that you play during the year, and then you have the playoffs. And can you imagine they play two games? Sometimes they'll play two, you know, a doubleheader, two games in one day. So like on like a, on a home stand, 
or if they're traveling, they'll play a team five five games over a weekend or a three game stand, say, or it's three games in a row. And the next thing you know, after they're done playing the third game, they hop on a plane, go to the next city, and play a team the next day or have one day of rest. Well, I would think they could do that just because it's not, it's a pretty slow sport. You don't have people in physical contact hardly ever in baseball. And most of the time they're just sitting waiting on the next batter. Yeah. No, I, yeah, but it's, but can you imagine doing that for four or five hours every day? I mean, you know, it's, it's slow, but then it, you're, it still impacts your body. You're running, you're hitting, you're pitching. I mean, the pitchers go up there and they can throw anywhere from 80 to 100 pitches and more in a game. And the pitchers, you know, they, they pitch every few days, but you're throwing a ball close to 100 miles an hour. So it's going to put some sort of strain on your body. So, and I mean, these guys, they're the best at what they do. So they're constantly putting their body under strain. I, I do recall many years ago, baseball players got a whole lot more interesting because they started having these huge, huge muscles. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe most of those uh, steroids and things are have been outlawed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you, you really see the baseball players like that anymore. That's Yeah, that's when the, the, all the records started getting broken. You saw guys that were generally around 180 pounds bulk up to 220, and then they just saying they had a different workout regimen. But you can change your workout regimen, but you're not going to put on 40 pounds of muscle naturally like that. But they, I, I, I'll bet they do feel pressured to do that even if they didn't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, if you have your manager, your coach coming to you saying, well, you're, you're not doing as well, so we might have to talk about, you know, you, you might have to sit this game out, and if you're not playing, you're not making money. Yeah, it's a, it's a constant stride to be better than you were yesterday. How have the recent protests and social justice movements affected sports and the athletes who participate in them? There's so much to unfold there. It seems to me, well, especially black athletes, they're like the, the majority of the athletes now. Mm -hmm. And they our, our culture still doesn't, white people just have the benefit of the doubt and the benefit of society without doing anything. Mm -hmm. Like white privilege? Yeah, yeah, white privilege is, is the term they use. And I'm not surprised that athletes want to make a statement to tell people that it shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. There's the, the term bully pulpit. It means if you're, you're in publicity, if, if you get, if lots of people see you, they will listen to you. And I, I can't, I can't blame them for wanting to speak out. No, no, I agree. And there's a lot of debate about if they should or shouldn't. Well, granted, it's not about sports, but it's bigger than that. Society isn't all about sports. Yeah, and and the people, those those athletes, they don't want 
to be role models, but they are, unfortunately. And I think they should use their their place in society to just to to stand up and if for what they believe in, and not necessarily preach. But I don't think they should be handcuffed just because they're quote unquote stupid athletes. Because a lot of these these gentlemen and females aren't stupid. Long gone is the the, the stupid jock, even though there is some out there. Uh, but. I mean, if I was a professional athlete and, and there was something going on in society that I didn't necessarily agree with, I, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to bite my tongue. But look, I'm, I'm a nobody. I get on a podcast and talk about things that I don't think are right. So, I mean, imagine if there if I had a million followers on just any of my social media, I would kind of give my views on how I think I was being wronged or how certain group in society was feeling wronged and I would try to do my best to help those people. Do you think the symbolism of kneeling is a bad thing or a good thing? I think it's a good thing. It's a way of protesting. I don't think it's disrespectful. You know, this country, you know, is based around the freedom of speech. Um, you're not yelling fire in a, a you know, a movie theater. People say it's disrespectful, get out of this country, but those people are the same ones that try to take over the capital. So, you know, they want to have their cake and eat it too because they're a bunch of hypocrites. But then they want athletes, because they're athletes, to be quiet and this and that. But no, yeah, I, I, I don't find it disrespectful at all. I think it's ridiculous when people do say that. I mean, we have that right here. Why not use that right? When you can, when you can do it, do you think it's disrespectful? No, but um, not being a sports fan, I I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, um, well, I figured as much. I guess it doesn't affect me as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're not watching it, but yeah, it's been a debate for the last few years. But the people who seem to be staunch staunchly against it are the ones that will turn around and spit on the Constitution any chance they get. So, once again, it's a bunch of hypocrites, in my opinion. White privilege is on its last gasps. Oh, yeah. White people will be the minority eventually, mm -hmm. and it's happening faster in sports than in any other part of society. Yeah. So, I, I, I think it's a bit of desperation on their part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of hold on to the last last thing they can. Do you have any predictions or thoughts on the future of sports? Not really. Um, it's everything's gonna. Yeah, the athletes always get bigger, bigger, stronger, and faster. It's, it's, you, you know, you have three hundred pound guys that are running these insane times and just different. I mean, these athletes start working out at such a young age anymore. So we're just going to see just different, crazier things happen. But sports are sports. It's, at the heart of it, it is a game. It seems to me like there's new sports all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the whole pickleball thing now going on. Pickleball. And now, now they televise, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't even think of the name of it, where they toss bags. 
mean, you can turn on ESPN3 and watch anything out there right now. I think they even, like, televise flipping cups. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, Well, I suppose any kind of competition, people are attracted to that. Yeah. Do you see it evolving in any certain way? I see sports is an industry like any other, like entertainment, like making cars. If a new sport, if people can make money from a new sport, that new sport will su succeed. Oh, yeah. You, you just have to look at it that way. Yeah. And they come and go. I mean, what, 15, 20 years ago, everyone was watching poker. And that was considered a sport. That's just, I, I don't get that at all. It's silly. But, you know, it, it's you like to make fun of me, like, uh, watching sports. And the one sports I won't watch is anything with a car. I, I, I don't I don't get NASCAR. I view it basically people driving, making left-hand turns for four hours for a race. Mm. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know. I can't grasp the idea, but yet I'll sit here and watch golf for four hours in a day <laughs> and watch men chase a silly white ball for four hours and, you know, hit it, <laughs> hit it all around a, a green course. So, hmm. Well, there are all kinds of sports and I'm sure in the future there will be sports that we, we can't even fathom right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, I'm surprised you did really well during this episode, considering covered something you absolutely hate. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll talk about video games or something. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, now they even consider that a sport, eSports, where they actually have competitions of people playing video games. And they make millions of dollars also. Well, if they can make a living at it, more power to them, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I can't stand playing with my friends sometimes, let alone watching someone else play that. I don't know. So, <laughs> so what's your favorite joke right now? Do you know that they call horse racing the sport of kings? Do I know they do? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard that before. That makes drag racing the sport of queens. <laughs> there you go. That was a good one. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed episode 48 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.